What's up, man? What do you got? What's up? What are you having? What are you eating? I'm eating pepperoni pizza. Oh, you are? Chewing old pepperoni pizza? Yeah. Okay. And uh, it's because that was our, uh, as my dinner last night. That's right. Which we can talk about a little bit sure, down the road, sure, but I've got we'll pepperoni pizza on my mind. Okay, great. What are you chewing? Uh, cake. What kind of cake? Well, that's what you eat when you celebrate, right? Now you have cake on, on big celebration days. What are you celebrating, Kev? We had a good weekend. We had a great weekend. Super Troopers 2. Finally has come out in the theater. I'm mm. sure the Chew Crew has all seen it. I'm sure all the Chew Crew has seen it already. Or if not, they're going to see it uh, this but we weekend. Had a great, we had a great opening weekend. We uh, way outshot the projections of the industry. And uh, the uh, Chew Crew and the fans came out en masse. Mm-hmm. And uh, it couldn't have gone better. Could not have gone better. Yeah, it was awesome. So I'm celebrating with a little cake. But I want to talk about that. We're going to talk about the... Um, the opening weekend uh, and uh, some of our adventures. Yeah. Um, the last time we talked to everybody, we were in Chicago, mm-hmm. and uh, we were l- kind of heading into all these premieres. Yeah. So we'll talk about that stuff too. But first, mm-hmm. can we plug? I would love to plug. Okay. So uh, we got a couple of shows next week. Um, uh, we'll be hitting the road just for a little uh, a little mini tour next week. We'll be up in the mm-hmm. Midwest. Uh, on Thursday, May 3rd, we'll be in Green Bay at the Green Bay Distillery. Uh, then the next night, May 4th, uh, we will be in Davenport, Iowa at the, the Rhythm City. With you. May the 4th be with you. At the Rhythm City Casino. Then the next night, which will be Saturday night, May 5th, we will be in Dubuque, Iowa That's at the Q Casino. Q, as the, in the letter, Q. So we got Green Bay, Davenport, and Dubuque. Coming up next week. Tickets are available now. Go to Lemmy. Wait, no, go to HeffernandLemmy.com. HeffernandLemmy.com. The uh, links are all up there. And there are still seats. I think the Rhythm City one's almost sold out. That's the Friday night. Uh, and there, but there are tickets for there. That's the one. There's only one show. So yeah. there are two shows in Green Bay, two shows in Dubuque. So there should be tickets still available. Go now. Get some. And uh, we'll see you. It'll be the first time on the road after the release. May the 4th be with you show. We have a Cinco de Mayo Wow. Shows. Think of all the jokes we can do. It's going to be a party weekend. Um, okay, so those are those plugs. And the other plug is uh, uh, Super Troopers 2 is still in the theaters. And the, the great thing is that we perform so well that they're increasing uh, the theaters. Yes. They're increasing the number of theaters. So if you were in a situation where maybe there wasn't one around you, you couldn't make it out there. Uh, look again because uh, we are coming to more theaters than we were in last week, and it might be near you. So you got to go see it. And if you've already seen it, go see it again. Yeah, we got a few calls, or a few tweets, and uh, messages from people saying, "Hey, I live here. I, the closest theater to me is two and a half hours away. What can I do?" Well, we spoke to the people at Fox, and they've uh, added a number of screens. So hopefully, you person who lives two and a half hours away, it's closer now. Yeah. Check it out. Why don't, you, why don't you wake up, Queen? I'm awake. You seem a little sleepy to no, me. I'm fine. Totally fine. Okay. Totally fine. I'm just running through the plugs. Okay. We're up against the Avengers this weekend. How do you think are. we'll do? Uh, I think we're going to beat them. <laughs> I think we're going to beat them. Oh, you do? Even though they're on 5,000 screens, whatever the fuck it is? Yeah. we're 5,000 I mean, theaters? Yeah. We'll get into all of this stuff. I mean, screen count is uh, certainly something to take into account. No, obviously, the Avengers are going to beat us. Yeah. We can... Uh, what we can hope for is um, that the word of mouth of Super Troopers 2 has spread. Right. And people are either seeing it a second time or uh, their group of friends that didn't get to see it opening weekend are coming out. Right. Or maybe they're just going to the movie theater to see Avengers and it's sold out. And then they look and then, oh, let's go see Super Troopers 2. Yeah. My, my fingers are crossed that that's going to happen. Sure. Sure. Because, you know, a lot of people are going to go see the Avengers. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I don't know if I'm going to, though. But, uh, you know, what, what I don't ha- go to a movie like Opening Bell like that. Like, it's, it's a hard... Like that movie, it's going to be too crowded. I would just go to Super Troopers too. Yeah, you you know me, or you second know, weekend, or listen. Here's what here's what you do. Yeah, 
the the tickets for Avengers will be sold out. Buy some tickets to Super Troopers. That gets you through the door of the theater. Good call. Then you just go and sneak into the back. That's a great call. Stand there. Um, yeah, that's a great. No, call. I don't like I don't like going opening weekend either in general to sure. movies. I, sure. I get a little claustrophobic, a little xenophobic. Sure. Um, you know, I, I like to have my space when I watch a movie. Although I don't like it to be empty. Especially when I'm seeing a horror movie or a comedy. I like it to be a full theater, but not a packed theater. Sure, sure, sure. Um, Where it's like hot and, 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 you, and everyone's breath fills the room. That kind of thing, right? Is that what you're talking about, Steve? You know, here, I'll just tell you, like, <laughs> I I can't hear you. Oh, you can't? No, no you're I speaking can. very softly. I got the uh, ear, but I can hear I quite think, well. I think that's the problem. What? Is that you You are loud in your in your ears. Yeah, super loud. But then that, that means I'm loud for the Chew crew. But so I can't hear you. I don't care. I can't hear you. <laughs> I don't care. Uh-huh. Um, do you have a sponsor this week? We do. We do. Who's our sponsor this week? It is our... I'm going to talk loudly now. Who's our sponsor this week, Steve? Just speak like a normal human or if I being. Hold Kevin. the microphone away from me. Who's our sponsor this week, Steve? Oh boy! How's that? Oh boy! I mean, <laughs> folks, you, want, you wanted you to pick the energy up. I know, I but, but not like, but not like that, folks. I li- I live with him. We literally we've just moved in together. Mm-hmm. I live with him. Can That's can we talk? Bosom buddies. <laughs> can we talk? All right, Brooklinen. Our friends at Brooklinen. Okay. Oh, Brooklinen. Yeah, Brooklinen. Love them. Brooklinen. Yeah. No, and and I told. I've got to- their sheets on my bed. I told this story last time. Uh, your wife came to me. and She's like, I, I love. Those sheets of all the things you guys have had, all the people you've had on as sponsors. Yeah, these are the ones I love. Those sheets so much; they're high quality, they're comfortable, mm-hmm. they're soft. I love them. They're cool. By by temperature, I mean temperature. Yeah, cool. they're a cool sheet. Yeah, um, yeah. No, they are. They. I, I will say this: they have now graduated to our main sheet. Oh, really? On the bed, they are now our main sheet. They were not. They were. Well, we have. You know, you have a rotation. We owned. You know, several sets of sheets, and yeah. you know, it's like when you're washing one, you put a new set on. Sure. Now they are like we had a previous set that was our main one, like they were like that was the the like set we had purchased. Sure. The duvet comfort and all that stuff. Yeah. It has now, you know, our our kids included. It has been determined that this is the top sheet in the house. We like wow. the way it looks the most. We like how comfortable it is. So you just keep the bed stripped as you do the laundry, do the laundry, and then put the sheets right back on the bed. It seems we're heading in that direction, oh, Kev. Wow. Okay, what else you got about Brooklinen? <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you. You know what, Kev? I will tell you. It is um, It's a little anniversary event. Oh. Anniversary event. Mm. Okay. Brooklinen sheets are the best, most comfortable sheets. We know this. Okay. Brooklinen.com has an exclusive anniversary event happening this week only. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. It is starting Thursday, April 26th. Okay. That That's actually today. Is today. Okay, go. And it runs through Tuesday, May 1st. Oh, boy. That's short. Okay. So you get free shipping and up to 20% off site-wide when you shop at brooklinen.com this week only. Ooh. Okay? True crew, these are good sheets. They got to get out there. Okay. They rarely run events like this, okay? Free shipping, 20% off. Okay? Brooklinen is so confident they offer a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all of their sheets and comforters. The only way to get free shipping and 20% off site-wide is to go to brooklinen.com yeah. this week only. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Yep. Okay? Brooklinen, they are the best sheets ever. Okay. All right. So people go, they get Brooklyn and sheets this weekend and go see Super Troopers, too. I, you know what I think you do? You, you put the sheets on your bed. Right. You go to the movie. Right. You have a great time. You laugh. You cry. You come back. And you know what you do? Yeah. You go to sleep. You go to sleep. Because you're exhausted from Happy. laughing. Whatever you're else. exhausted from laughing. That's what it is. Your cheeks hurt. Your sternum hurts. Your abdomen hurts. Oh, boy. It's awesome. You have a great night's sleep. Oh, boy. Okay. So there you go. Brooklyn.com. Love it. Okay. Great. For the Chew Crew. Um, okay, so let's jump in. Uh, we've had a lot happening in the last week and a half uh, since we talked to everyone. Should we, should we run it down? Dude. And then I'm, we can talk about the opening weekend and when we get to it? Yeah, let's do it. Thank you, everybody. Um, boy, we had a lot of fun. And, you know, a shitload of Chew Crew people we met. Because uh, the last time we talked, we were in Chicago. We had just gotten snowed out from the from the game. Yeah. And then the next night was the Chicago premiere. So that next day we, we did all Chicago press. 
we got we got custom made Blackhawks jerseys, which you didn't seem to want to wear. Stolansky didn't seem to want to wear. You no, know, I'm a Rangers fan. Oh, you know, I don't. But what about the nice gift they gave you of the Blackhawks? I, I appreciate the gift. Look, I, like I'm I'm not like a an asshole <laughs> where I can't separate myself from the jersey. You know, like I'm from New sure. York. I'm not gonna fucking do it. Sure, I'm not. I appreciate these people made an. But I, I get. But it's a little different, also, too. It's like if it was an Islanders jersey. I wouldn't no do chance it. you would wear it. I wouldn't do it. Like for me, if it was a Red Sox jersey, not happening. No, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't. Although, although Kev, you know, yeah. we went to the uh, Red Sox game. Yeah, they did give you a Red Sox hat. To they wear. did not. They did not. <laughs> Somebody wore a Red Sox hat. It wasn't me. No, no. Because remember what happened was because the guy knew the guy knew that we were Yankees fans, so right. he wanted us to wear a Red Sox hat, but he knew that we wouldn't, mm-hmm. and so he found these commemorative. Fenway Park hats that sure. were green, mm-hmm. and it just said Fenway on it. Yeah, so it didn't have any Red Sox logo, colors, name, any of it, and that's what he gave to us to wear. Did you put it on your head? Yeah, I did. Who gives a shit? I didn't put it on. It's not a Red Sox hat. I didn't put it on. But you know what? Hey, I love the people of Boston. Now that was yeah. then. This is now. But you did put the Blackhawks jersey on. Let me ask you this question. Yeah, beautiful jersey. Really nice jersey. Your name is on it. Yeah. Where's it now? It's hanging in my closet. Okay. Will you ever wear it? If I go back to Chicago and they invite me to uh, do something with them, sure, I have it. And I'll put it on. Okay. But, you know, uh, everybody knows I'm a Rangers fan. Who's everybody? Um, the Chew Crew. The Chew Crew knows I'm a Rangers fan. Everybody who I'm friends with knows I'm a Rangers oh, fan. Do they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. Okay. And if it came down to a match in the Stanley Cup Finals between the Rangers and the Blackhawks, you know who I'm rooting for. The Blackhawks? Blackhawks, baby. Um, but that was fun. So we, they gave us those jerseys. We took some pictures and stuff. And then um, we did a bunch of press there. We got Cubs jersey, too. We got Cubs jersey, too. But we didn't get to wear them. But allegedly, we're going to be invited back. Yeah. And um, uh, God, I don't know if I should get into this now. But um, remember, we were doing press. And then Jay had lunch with uh, Roper. Yeah. Richard Roper. Save it. Save that? Save it. Okay. Uh because we're going to talk about reviews. Save it. I find reviews, especially if our mo- my movies, be hysterical. Because they are terrible. Let's 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 get everything out of the okay. way before we get to the reviews. All right. So um, we're in. Thing, then we had the premiere in Chicago. Yeah. What a blast! The most fun ever. So fun because, and then we had the party afterwards, and people were drunk. Yeah. People were drunk as shit at that party. You know, it's funny because it's like we had uh, we had three. Just so people know, we had two, uh, three Indiegogo screenings. Just. Preview screenings in L.A., New York, and Chicago. Yeah. And then we had premieres. Yeah. We had premiere screenings, which were a red carpet event. Right. In Party. New York and Chicago. Yeah. And in this case, uh, the Indiegogo backers were invited to the after party. Right. For a night of debauchery. Right. And, uh, yeah, the Chicago one, you know. People were fucking drunk. They were drunk. But it wasn't necessarily even people from Chicago that were really drunk. I mean, there was like, there were some dudes from Australia who were mm-hmm. fucking wasted. Yeah. Uh, some of our uh, some people came to multiple screenings. Like some people were at the LA premiere the night, the week before, came to the Chicago premiere, yeah. which I thought was fun. Yeah, uh, but people were dressed up. And they had costumes and they had beer fest tracksuits. Oh, we had there were mounty must- uniforms. Mounty uniforms. There were mustaches. There were sunglasses. Some yeah. guys made elaborate mounty uniforms with moose. There was a bear fucker. Or bear. We had fucking, a bear fucker. Yeah. Oh, great, great. So yeah. funny. It was fantastic, and actually, you know, we went uh, went to a few. I mean, God, there's so many things to talk about because, like, even opening night. Are we? Can we talk about opening night yet? Are no, we no, there? we're going in order. Okay, we're in Chicago right now. Okay, I'm trying to paint a picture for the Chew Crew. Okay, Chicago. Oh, you and I are at odds today, but I'm, I'm suddenly feeling very hostile <laughs> towards you. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay, well, Chicago. Let's see. So, Chicago, big drunken party, a lot of fun. We got out of there because we had to go to New York the next day. We zipped over to the Big Apple. Returned again for the big premiere that night. Uh, did press all day again. We did the Barstool Sports. I did part of my take, which is a hysterical podcast. I did KFC. Yeah, good, fun. Did you have a good time? It was awesome. I, I thought it was funny going into Barstool Sports because the elevator doors opened. Yeah. You know, this big um, midtown Bullpen. Loft. A little bullpen. It was a bullpen of like 40 or 50 dudes. Yeah. It was like when you go to the zoo you, and you walk in the tropical zone. Like yeah. You open the door to the tropical zone, that heat, that stinky heat wave yeah. comes out of you. That's what this was. Sure. There were maybe two, two women working in there, but this was like dude central. Right. 
Sports pet like memorabilia on the wall. Oh yeah, they had a wall of merch, like sports merch. Yeah, you know. And I think I uh, I, I accidentally offended them because I was like, no, no, I love you guys. You know, you guys do like every athlete dick pic I get is from you guys. And it was about like the third time that I made that joke that one of them was like, that you're thinking of Deadspin. I was like, oh, you're right. I am thinking of Deadspin. I am thinking of Deadspin. Dick, you're right. You're right. But we had a great time there. Great time. Um, but we did a bunch of press there. We um, and then we had the premiere, and that premiere was great because uh, Linda Carter was there, mm-hmm. Brian Cox was there, yeah, Emmanuel that... Shrieky was there, yeah, uh, amongst some other people. There were some other celebs that were there, but it was good to see Coxie. Well, that was I've never hung out with Coxie offset. What? I guess I haven't either, and I didn't. And he, I didn't get a chance. I didn't even see him at the party. Oh, I I hung out with him at the party. Oh, I'd love to hear because I came I came in the back. They entered me in the back, and he was up the front of the bar, and yeah. I never made it. I mean, you know how crazy those things were, but I never made it. Up yeah, there. no, I I um, he came in. I was the first one of us there. Okay, and um, my friends, a couple of my high school friends, were just sitting in that upper area. Yeah, and so I, I went up there, and I think. You know, the main bar filled up, and I think people were, they didn't want to come up because they saw me up there and thought, oh, that's a VIP, quote-unquote, sure, VIP section. Sure. And then Coxie came up. I demand to be in the VIP section. Oh, he and I, we had a couple of chuckles. He he loved the movie. Good. Yeah, no, I I did talk to him on the street afterwards as we were all leaving. Yeah. We ran out. I was like, oh, Brian, I didn't even see you. And he's like, Kevin, I just want to tell you, I think that movie's fantastic. <laughs> it's tight. It's funny. It's smart. I Somebody was, who was sitting in the screening, some rando, told me he was sitting in front of Brian Cox in the screening, and that Cox, he was laughing his ass off. The uh, whole uh, 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 Do you think he was acting, or was he really? No, I think genuine. Uh, it was funny because, you know, seeing him, even, I think, when, when you see him on set, like, in the hotel yeah. lobby, He's in character already. I think he. I think he's so professional. He gets into character. <laughs> okay. Because every time, like in those situations, I'd be like, like when we first saw him at the beginning of Super Troopers Two, when we shot that week and outside of Boston, the Quabbin Reservoir, he was like, "Hello, Stephen. How are you?" <laughs> I was like, "I'm good, Mister Cox. How are yeah. you doing?" Yeah. And I was like, well, fantastic. The travel was nice, and uh, how is your wife and your young children? And, you know, like I was like, it's good, it's good. And, you know, it, research. It was all, it was all great. But like, I still yeah. felt like, oh, here's, here's, here's the boss. Here's, yeah. you know, our father figure. Here's Captain Wagon. Like, you know, ran him the other night. It was like his hair was disheveled, and he was all drinking giddy from laughing. He loved the movie. He was there with his daughter. Sure, his daughter was awesome. Yeah, she was having fun. <laughs> no, no, I, I, you know, it's funny because Cox. We think about Cox as our captain, but he is an established actor. I mean, he is a he is a has a resume that goes for, you know spans everything from classical to drama to comedy to what he's done it all right. And he's worked with everyone. And what we found out about him in the f- you know I, I remember talking to him in the first movie was that he doesn't watch his movies. He hates to watch his own movies. Doesn't like to watch himself. He likes to act in the movie and then move on, and he never watches the movie. Yeah. And so this, I was when someone said to me he was going to sit through the movie, I was like, "What?" And then he did, and he fucking loved it, and that was a good feeling. He loved it, and because he could have like, hidden it, like if he didn't like it, he could have just you know played along or whatever. But there's a genuine uh, emotional uh, how much he loved it situation. And he sent a great email the next day. Yeah, no, it was fantastic, and it was nice because you know his daughter um, was as you know as as. Uh, as UK as he is, you know he's more. You you realize when you when you get him out of all that stuff that he's put a couple of points in him. He's a he's just a bloke. He's a bloke from you know from the pub, and uh, and his daughter was no different. And it was a joy to speak with them. They both loved the movie. Yeah, so good. And then Linda and her whole family were there. Yeah, Linda Carter. Yeah, right. Her husband, her kids. God, they're a good looking family. It's such a good looking family. And and they're a, all tall and really good looking. They're all tall and really good looking. <laughs> and then like. Like the son and the daughter, their their girlfriends and boyfriends or yeah. husbands, their whole gaggle, all good yeah. looking. The whole posse, everybody was really good looking. They're just getting better looking. Like I, I'll tell you what, you know, like I'd seen uh, Linda and her daughter sing, yeah, on, on one on of those TV shows. or whatever. Yeah, and uh, meeting the daughter in person, I was like, Gee, you not only are you like four inches taller than me, yeah, 
but you're just stunning. Yeah. You're so beautiful yeah. and like young too. <laughs> easy, like, easy, Lemmy. Hold on, a easy, Lemmy. Uh, you know who else was stunning? Emmanuel. The Iron looked Shriek. great. The Iron Shriek looked great. Great to see her. I'm glad she was in the Big Apple. I love Emmanuel Shrieky. She's so great. She's so much fun. I feel like I didn't hang out with her enough in New York, though. Well, you know, look here. Here's here's the problem with these things. It's kind of like when. You get married, or it's your birthday party, or whatever your your high school graduation, yep. whatever it is. When you're those, there are so many of your friends and people you work with, and then in this case, Indiegogo backers. Yeah, I think even more so that like so many Indiegogo, like at the New York screen, there was like four hundred Indiegogo folks who who uh, donated the money yep. and they came, and you want to. Be able to spend time with those people for helping us, you yeah. Know? And I, I think in, in that situation, like I didn't even see Emmanuel at the party. Was Emmanuel at the party? I can't remember seeing right. her. Right. But she was. But I didn't see. I her. spent time with her for a few minutes at the L.A. premiere. Yeah. But again, it's a situation. And by the way, we're not grousing or complaining. We're just m- merely reporting. No, no, no I know. This is, I mean, I would have loved to hang out with her more. So well, saying. you know, the, the fans are there, and you wind up taking pictures. Yep. With and talking and where are you from and you know I'm from Australia I'm from Florida I'm from Canada I'm from Germany I mean it was amazing yeah. the array of people that I was there. surprised at how many Australians came yeah we we ran into many Australians who flew from who, who fr- that's not just they live here but they flew no, from they flew. there yeah it's amazing it, it's incredibly flattering uh, oh it's so nice and then the nice I don't know if you saw the nice guy I guess I'm parked I'm going backwards but there was a guy who was at the LA premiere with his brother. Came from Florida, mm-hmm. and then when we were in Chicago. He was there again, but he brought his other brother to the Chicago one. Yeah, which you know, I, f- I thought that was kind of amazing too, and it, nice and sweet. It was, I mean, it was fantastic. It yeah. was uh, overwhelming, nerve wracking. Yeah. Oh, what? you know, you know who else was uh, who we did hang out with at that New York premiere? Who? Speaking of the Boston Red Sox. Oh my God! Tim Wakefield was there. Tim Wakefield, the uh, the longtime knuckleball pitcher for the Red Sox, you know, through the whole, through the two thousands, yeah, uh, and, and before that, also he's he around for a long time. I posted photos on uh, on Instagram. Oh, you did? You threw them up there, you and Tim? Well, because you know he was there with one of the financiers of the movie. Yeah, and um, he, I knew he was going to be there, and, and uh, I saw him at the very beginning of the party in New York. In New York. And, uh, you know, I saw the financier coming, like, because we knew we were going to meet up with each other. Yeah. And I was like, okay, all right, hold on a second. Let me just get mentally prepared for this. That's what I, that's what I said. So Wakefield could hear me. Right. But that was more of a warning to him. To Wakefield. To Wakefield. Hey, Tim. Sure. Here it comes. (laughs) I hope you're ready for some shit. Now that you're on my turf. Don't your way. I'm going to talk to you about Aaron Boone in 2003. We're in New York. (laughs) To Tim Wakefield's credit. It's funny. Uh, Here's what I'll say about Tim Wakefield. Yeah. Is that, um, I mean, he's an amazing pitcher. I did congratulate him on uh, on being a part of what is one of the greatest, one of the greatest chapters in the greatest rivalry in all of sports. Right, right, okay. And that, that period of time, those Pedro years, the Clemens yeah. years, yeah. the Jeter years, all, I mean, that was an ama- the Manny Great. Ramirez, all that shit. Great. And he was at the heart of it. He was. He was so right there. I congratulated him. I said, I said, you, you son of a bitch, you were just confounding. Like, you watch that guy pitch, and you're like, I could hit that guy. Yeah. The guy's throwing like 65 miles an hour. Yeah. And then no one could hit him. Yeah. You know, like watch, like nobody can hit him, and it's funny they were talking. Not to go on a little Wakefield riff, but they were talking on the game the other day in the Yankee broadcast. John Flaherty was on there, a longtime catcher in the major mm-hmm. leagues. He caught for the Yankees for many years, caught for the Red Sox, and he said Tim Wakefield is the guy. After a multi-year career, Tim Wakefield is the is the guy that made him retire. Yeah, because he signed with the Red Sox. He left the Yankees, signed with the Red Sox, went through preseason. Caught Tim Wakefield in, a, in his first preseason game and then quit. Quit when he was done because he couldn't do it. He realized he couldn't catch He that couldn't guy. catch the knuckleball. It was funny because uh, the thing I said to Wakefield, I was like, yeah, you know, it was, it was good when it worked. <laughs> I said, but, it's you know, true. Tim, it's a, there are a, a number of times where <laughs> we started smacking you around pretty early. And, I, oh, that's when I settled into the couch. Uh 
which he acknowledged. He was a good sport about the whole thing. Sure, sure. The funny thing is, like, you know, really it's, great. it's like all this stuff with pro athletes. Like, when you see him on TV, I always found Wakefield to have, like, a soft, almost vulnerable face, almost on the verge of tears. Really? One, okay. Yeah. I never thought that would But in person, yeah. I was like, ah, oh, the dude's a stud. Look at him. He's like six. <laughs> good four. looking guy. Good, right. Terrific looking guy. Sure. Now he's a broadcaster for the Got Red some Sox. rings. Good for him. Um, okay, so then we did. Uh, so the premiere was fantastic in New York. What a great! I mean, that audience was great. They were laughing their asses off. Yeah, we had a great party afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we did press for a couple more days uh, in New York. We did some really fun press. Uh, I did my friend Pete Dominic's show. Yeah. Oh, you did Jordan Klepper. Yeah, did Klepper. How was that? The the uh, you wore a suit, buddy. The opposition. You wore a suit, bro. Jordan Klepper. Yeah, it was great. You know, I uh, making fun of my Fallon suit. Well, your suit. My suit looked fucking good, dude. <laughs> my suit looked good. Nobody like nobody came after me on Twitter and, uh, about like how I look like you know. Yeah, but that's because you know what I thought that you and Chandler Sekar when I watched I watched the clip of it. Yeah. And um, you guys are being cool on that show. <laughs> you know what? Like trying to be real cool. <laughs> No, it's not like that. It's like it's, looking good and saying cool shit. But you know, look. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, this is my. This, this is. I hope Jay's listening to this. This is my problem with doing anything with Jay. I'm sure he's not listening to this. But when no. when Shander Sekar, like, he makes you do that. Like, there's something about Jay. It's like I don't know if he's constantly trying to be the alpha male. Right. But like every situation I get into with him, like. He just starts insulting me, and it's yeah. like, okay, so like we just we have to compete every <laughs> fucking time, and then you're sitting there and you're like, oh, you're just gonna be fucking cool this whole time, so we just have to out cool each. Like I remember, like uh, I don't do that. When we I didn't do that. Puddle cruiser on, on Fallon. I didn't do that. Do you remember? Go. That's because you were, too, cruiser, you were yeah. looking for uh, for fucking shooters, <laughs> is what you were doing in your in your private detective performing my bodyguard. Your bodyguard. Role. Uh, All right, sorry, we were shooting puddle cruiser, and what happened? I remember, like, we early on in the puddle cruiser thing, like, you would come up to, when Jay and I had scenes alone with each other, you'd be yeah. like, okay, can you guys quit trying to out-cool each other? Right. And just pretend you guys are friends having sure. a good time? That's what was going on in the Jordan Clapper show, as I was watching. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Perhaps. <laughs> but I think that, like, uh, a little of it was we were trying to um, get on Jordan's page, because, you know, he's playing a character. Right, which I, I did feel like you guys were having a hard time maybe getting onto his page, because he kept hitting you with the... Jokes, and then a lot of times you guys were certainly reverting back to more. Certainly, Jay was, I think, was more like real answers as opposed to playing with his joke. Well, but, you know, it's like he. We started talking. You, you're not really sure because when he's asking you a question, you're not sure if you're supposed to answer it because he's coming at it. Like I, Jay started talking about how like the true story was from NPR, and then he was right. like, "Well, you know, like," and he's in character sure. talking about NPR, sure. you know. Sure. Uh, but. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, the day it's just. A, did you watch the whole show or just our clip? Uh, I watched your clip. Aha! Uh-huh, you see, so you did, so like earlier in the show, they had done a whole feature on crab decks. Okay. Well, I, well, okay. I saw you make that line. I was like, oh, what a great, what a great line. Well, well, but I didn't know it was a callback. It was a callback. Okay. And so, like, what had happened? You know, he he said, "Tell me something I know." Yeah. And that threw us both for a loop. Sure. We had heard that they, there's a feature where they do that, but I, I didn't think to prepare anything. But he's like, "Tell tell me something I know." And right. so we both. I thought they would edit out the pause, but they kept the pause in there. Yeah. And then I said, crabs have dicks, and it got a, a good laugh. Good laugh. Good joke. That's yeah. a good way to end. Yeah. Is the only funny thing you guys said the whole time? <laughs> what? Sorry. What's that? What was that? What? Oh, I didn't say anything. Oh. <laughs> it's quick, though. It's quick. It's fun, though. It's like, uh, you know, fun. Yeah. The, that guy is super talented. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the, watching the, the show itself was, was pretty funny. Yeah. And, um, you know, just good to get some press out there. He's a fan. Yeah. Um, and always nice to wear a suit. Sure, always nice to wear a suit. And then, um, but that Thursday, so that was Thursday, and that's when the movie started playing. Yeah, that was essentially the soft open. Yeah, day. and the they were doing the double the features double and feature, whatever. Yeah. And so then it started for us. Then, then, then it's a big night. It's like we're popping into theaters. Yeah, seeing how things are going. But so now, why was it that we were? Okay, oh, so Jay and I had done Jordan Klepper, so yep. we were right there uptown, and so yep. we went. To Lincoln Center, yeah, or the Lincoln Square Theater, the AMC Lincoln Square, yeah, to do a uh, to Q&A. Do a surprise Q and A, yeah. After the the double totally feature. fun to do surprise Q and As, yeah, and um, fun when there's people in the theater. Well, it was funny <laughs> because like the, I think what happened was you know we were driving around with the studio, yep, and I think what had happened was that there were two things that were going on. 
was one that 419, that first screening is at 420. Yeah. And I think they failed to appreciate that that's still in the workday for a lot of people. Sure. And isn't it the double feature, too? It's the double feature. So it's someone on a Thursday afternoon who has three and a half hours. Yeah. To just not do anything. And really more than that. you got to go to the theater <laughs> early, and you're going to go see two movies and everything. Right, right. Plus, the other issue was that they went so hard on the 420 thing. Yeah. Like, a lot of the people we talked to were like, I didn't even know until, like, a, you know, like an hour beforehand that this was happening, and I, I rushed over. Um, but so, like, those numbers for that very first double feature were coming back a little bit light. Yeah. But they were also, this is also the studio, like, freaking out an hour or two in advance. Like, they were like... There's 100 tickets sold out of the 224-seat theater, and it was an, like an hour before. Yeah. And these are pre-sold tickets. I was like, that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. And they were like, no, that's not, that's not good. This does not bode well. I was like, that's half the theater an hour beforehand. Like, there are walk-ups that are going to come. Right. It's a 420 thing. Right. Anyway, uh, it turned but, out to be... Yeah. No, I'm saying that, but that contributed to the mood of the night, which was... We were also getting these projections the whole time, yeah. where the studios have these models uh, where they project based on uh, what they call tracking, and it's kind of early awareness of the movie, and they try to measure it, and then they can try to project your box office. And the box office they were coming back was depressingly dismal, low. Dismal, dismal. In fact, lower than the first movie. Lower than the first movie. That's what the projections were coming back. And then... On top of that, the reviews start hitting on Thursday, yeah. and we are not a review-friendly operation. Yeah. Not a lot of reviewers are going to go on the record saying they like our our style of humor. Yeah, America will go on the record saying that. Sure, but those reviewers, they're all snooty. You know, they don't they don't want you to know that. So we're getting all these bad reviews. We're getting all these projections, and uh, I remember us sitting Thursday night at the Corner Bistro. One of our favorite spots. Ever. Having a burger and some beers and <laughs> bracing ourselves for opening day, uh, not being a successful opening day. Yeah. Well, because, I, I remember, you know, it's like I went, I looked at Rotten Tomatoes, and at that moment in time, we were 80%. Yeah. At some yeah. Point, we had four out of five fresh. I was like, oh my God, could this be the one? In my heart of hearts. Because knowing it's also our highest testing movie, and every, I mean, people were loving the movie and all yeah. of the. Everything. Oh, yeah, 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 no question. And no, no, that's the that's the the backdrop of all this is that we had just done sixteen screenings, yeah, across the country, yeah. So you've got like four or five thousand people you've shown the movie to, yeah, laughing their asses off, yeah, all of them laughing their asses off. You're in these theaters and they're laughing nonstop, and you're like, oh, fucking a. And you know what? That's really what matters. Not some guy who watches out his computer in his cubicle and writes a review. Yeah. But, you know, so in our minds, it's like to walk, to come off of these screenings that have been packed and, and rowdy and have reviews and projections that don't match that, it was like a does not compute moment to me. Yeah. No, it, it was, um, but it's the reality. And I, I feel like we get this every time. Like, we're always optimistic. Yeah. We're optimists at heart. Yes, and we are. We were, you know, look, everybody says, we've been told a million times, never read the reviews. And we were hoping to get the good ones. But yeah. I, I actually, after reading those, like the sixth one came in and it was negative. I was like, yeah. I, I actually said, I'm not, I'm not doing this because I, I don't care. Well, I don't care. I don't care about the reviews. And, you know, they're becoming so irrelevant now in our society just because of the Internet culture. Yeah. It's like you can find out what to think about a movie. It used to be you'd have a, a scholarly person go and an expert on film and tell you what the films are worth and whatever. It's like, but now it's just some fucking bozo who like doesn't have a sense of humor. And you read, the, I read them to have fun reading them. Yeah. Rather like, like how can you as a human being walk out of 15 screenings where they're laughing their asses off and then read one nerd, right? That your thing's not funny and how's that gonna? How does that really hurt me? Well, that's funny because our our producer Rich Perello um, sent me a review. Yeah, like the day after the movie came out. Yeah, and it was uh, it was from a, a, a woman who reviewed. She went into the, the reviewer. Now, now Fox had set up screenings, right? For reviewers, reviewers. that's what they do. Yeah, but with real audience and yeah. the reviewers, which is a good scenario because you want 
people to feel the communal laughter yeah. of a real screening. And, and in her review, she said, you know what? I went in there. I was watching this movie, and I was just kind of staring at it, and <clears throat> everybody was laughing yeah. in the movie theater. And then Except I looked, me. Well, she said, and I looked down the row of reviewers, yeah. and we were just stone-faced. Yeah. And I realized I had to take off my reviewer hat and just watch this movie and let it happen to me. And she said, I stopped thinking about it as a reviewer, yeah. and I just watched the movie, and you know what? I started to laugh. Yeah. And that was, she, she said... Good for her. No, it was actually like, because here's, here's the thing. I find a lot of these reviews to just be lazy. Oh, they're totally lazy. And, 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 and mean-spirited. Oh, they're mean-spirited, but it's like, they, ca- they call us stupid <laughs> and immature and frat boy and gross-out humor. Yeah. The gross-out humor really pisses me off, because like, I, I read one review that was like, if you like shit jokes, then you'll like this movie. Yeah. Or then you'll love Broken Lizard. And I thought to myself, you know, we've never done a shit joke. Slam and Sam, we did a shit joke. Yeah, okay, fine. But like... <laughs> but Super Troopers 2... But that's just you taking a I shit. I don't think we have a shit joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what I mean... No, that's is, there being a ring in, the, in my shit but and me we, taking it out but, and then someone like, eating it. Slumdog Millionaire won Best Picture. <laughs> You're right. And that's a kid... That in that movie, the kid falls into the basin of a, an outhouse yeah. and emerges covered in human feces. Yeah. And that movie won an Oscar. And you know the critics were like, oh, what a darling scene. It's so poignant, him falling in the shit exactly. like that. Right. But that... That was meant to be a funny scene in the movie. Sure. It was a shit joke. It was a joke shit joke. In an Oscar winning movie. That's right. That's right. We haven't done anything like that. No. No. Um, and also, I think sometimes these people just miss the point because they want yeah. to miss the point. Well, I guess so. I mean, but that's the thing. Comedy is so subjective, and it's like these people's jobs are uh, to extol the art of film. And we're just there. We want people to laugh. And if you're. Looking at it as a job, or you're, you know, curmudgeonly anyway, then it's not going to work. You yeah. know what I mean? And I get it. It doesn't. It doesn't matter though, because I just watched five thousand people laugh their asses off. Yeah, <laughs> it's got nothing to do with what you think. And so now, what people these guys do also is, in order to cut through the din, they, you know, my shtick is I'm going to be an asshole. Yeah, like I'm going to write something mean and snarky that really doesn't have anything to do with the quality of the movie. Yeah. It's just so someone will pull quote me, mm-hmm. and then I'll be the guy yeah. who is the, you know, the snarky guy. And then you're like, well, what is your job, really? I mean, yeah. your job is that, you know, you either, you're telling people, go see the movie or don't go see the movie. It's good or it's bad. And I have friends that I can do that with, you know, that I respect more than these people. Yeah. You know, it's like, if my buddy tells me, this movie's fucking awesome, then I'm going to go to it before some fucking schmo at fucking IndieWire does or whatever. It oh, IndieWire. IndieWire. <laughs> Somebody just got called out. I'm looking at his review right here. Well, that guy's review, I mean, like, what's his quote? That's It was the stupidest fucking, like, the what tone. a moron that guy is. Yeah, one? the tone deaf quote. Yeah. I mean, how fucking dumb is this guy? <laughs> 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 oh, he said. I mean, talk about missing the point. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, some guys, you, you know, it's like you can tell right from the beginning. Yeah. That they didn't want to like it going in. Oh yeah. Which to me is a bad reviewer. Sure. You're supposed to go in with an open mind. Sure. Go in with an open mind. See if you like it or not. I. You know, it's funny because like a lot of like one consistent thread of of the negative reviews was that the plot was tired. <laughs> right. Completely unoriginal plot we've seen a, a million times before. And it's funny because a lot of people I spoke to were like, holy shit, what a fucking great plot. Yeah. We've never seen that before. Because frankly, if you can find me another movie where a border has been moved <laughs> and a city is. Spoiler gonna to, alert. Is going to have Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, by the way, a lot of these fucking reviewers just have spoilers all through their. their sure. That's reviews. why other people don't, that's why people don't read and them. They don't even warn yeah. you about them. That's why people don't read them. Trust me. Well, this is the no, but this is the main premise. You find this out in the first five minutes of the right. movie, is we are getting some land, but not what the. What I'm not going to talk about that. Okay, got it. But we're we're getting some land from the Canadians, sure. right, 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 and uh, and we're going to basically become an occupying force. Yeah, one of those guys ta- talked about how it was such a ridiculous premise, and the fact is, we actually pulled it from the real news. <laughs> yeah, is that after 9/11, the border was in the wrong place? Can I name who that reviewer is? Oh, isn't that the Village Voice guy? Uh, well, you know, the one who I was looking at was, uh, a guy who I pr- previously enjoyed, uh, Owen Gleiberman. Oh, yeah, right. From, uh, Variety. Yeah. He says, He used uh, to be at Entertainment Weekly, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
he said, um, when it's discovered that the northern tip of Vermont actually pokes up into Canada and it has to be reclassified as American soil, then in parentheses, do yourself a favor and don't think about that for more than two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, the village voice right. guy. But the fact of the matter is, it actually really happened. Yeah. Hey, guess what, guys? It's a true story. The other one I love, the other thing I love is, and you brought this up also, all the people who are like, unlike the first one, this one sucks, or, uh, or you know, at least the first one was funny or, or whatever it was. But when you go back and read all the reviews of the first one, the same people, they trashed the first movie. Yeah, they now they're it. like, now they're trying to like compare it to the first one as if, as if it was, you know, something that they thought was some, some great movie. But they didn't ever fucking write that. Yeah, at least in the first one, the, the jokes were, the routines were sharp and witty. <laughs> so I'm looking at your original review and you trashed us. And I think what's going on here is you know that if you come out flat out and say, I hated the first Super Troopers and right. I hate this one too. That we'll all know that you're a douchebag right off the bat. Yeah, and everyone's going to dismiss you anyway. Yeah, so now you're trying to pretend you, like, you, you liked the first one. Another thing, a consistent thread I found, was people saying, like, well, these guys are just doing the worst uh, anti-Canadian jokes. They're doing the Souris and the A's, and, like, right. we've seen that before. But here's the thing that I think these reviewers didn't understand. Yeah. We were intentionally trying to do that. We're using very basic American stereotypes against Canadians— Sure. Because what a lot of these things fail to mention is that when the Canadians come back at us, we're getting – it's comeuppance. Right. They are delivering – the Canadians are coming at us with cold, hard facts sure. about America <laughs> that are indisputable. But that's the point. The reason why we're making fun of Sori is so that they can do it. Is so there can be some Which is fine. There was another review. Maybe it was a Village Voice. So, so that asshole idiot in the – The Village, village voice. voice was a terrible – Well, he was like – he was like, oh, they're doing all the same tired Canadian jokes. But it is funny when the Canadians do it to us. Yeah. And you're like, that's the whole fucking point, that's you the, moron. It's that we point. do it in a cliche way, and then they hit back, and you haven't actually seen that before. Yeah. There's also the, another thing we, we've gotten <laughs> ripped on a couple These of times. These guys are idiots. <laughs> There's a, one we've gotten ripped on a few times is like yeah. uh, gay panic. You think... Uh, I actually, I don't want to give too... I, I think I'm going to spoil something here. Don't spoil. I don't want to spoil anything. Don't spoil because of these well, no, people. No. It's, the scene, these. it's the scene where you and I go mouth to mouth. Right, 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 right. right. And people are like, oh, because it's one guy kissing another. You think that's what... No, yeah. that's not the point. Yeah, it's the point, the point is, at all. It's that I have to it's kiss, kiss Farva. Farva. It's, you have to kiss Farva. Kiss Farva. Think about kissing the most disgusting person, whether it's a male or a female. That's the fucking And that's point. the joke, you fucking idiots. You fucking dumb fucks. <laughs> Speaking of Farva, I brought him up before, right? So Roper, Richard Roper, yeah. which is the you know, guy in Chicago or whatever, yeah. who's never liked one of our movies. I think maybe he liked Club Dread, actually. And um, he, So he went out to lunch with Jay. Yeah. He saw the movie. And then uh, sometimes these guys get in these situations where they have to do this, but he was writing an article an interview article with Jay at the same time he had to review the movie. Yeah. And so we had seen the movie, and then Jay sat down with lunch uh, with the guy and we, you know, didn't know what he thought of the movie, and the guy didn't reveal. And then later that Thursday night, the review comes out, and he trashes the movie. Yeah. And in the interim, he, we ran into him at a news station in Chicago, and yeah. he made a point of coming over and said hello to all of us and shook our hands, knowing that he was going to fucking rip our movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so he did, and we're you know we're sitting there at the corner bistro, and the the review comes in, and we're like, holy shit, he trashed us. Yeah, he, he trashed us, and it was hysterical because he was like trying to be nice. Yeah, you know? but it, I'm going to say his closing one of his closing lines. Yeah, can I yeah, say it? Yeah, to me. too many moments featuring the insufferable and just not funny Farva character. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. Farva's not funny. I just watched 5,000 people. They, they laughed when Farber said shit. Right? Does he know that I'm the highest testing character in this movie? Does he know that? All right. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. I mean, who thinks Farber's not funny? Give me a break. Everyone I thinks Farber. They don't. Everyone think thinks Farber's funny, except this guy. The, it's funny because, what, you know, another common thing that I notice is that, like, there's a lot of, like, ageism. From these reviews, sure, a lot of them are like these middle-aged guys, yeah, as, a, as their, if it's our fault. With their paunches, they're getting older, <laughs> fellas. And like, what I was reading is like they apparently they don't know how old they're getting. <laughs> and like, I was reading. I mean, a lot of these reviews have them, and I'm like, it's. I go up and read the name of the review. I'm like, it's a guy, and I'm like, it seems to me that they're pissed off that 
Because they would say, like, they should act their age. Right. And I, I, I would think, aren't they just mad that we still get to have a good time? Maybe. And they Maybe that's don't. what it is. But I tell you what, no matter who tells me to act my age, I th- I'm going to think a fart joke is funny until I die. How's oh, that? yeah. How's that? Because How's they that? are. Because they are. And you know what? Here's the thing. Yeah. You, uh, my little kids. Yeah. I rip a fart in front of them. They think it's fucking hysterical. Sure. <laughs> so what does that say? They rip a fart in front of me. I think it's hysterical. Right. I think you can overthink these things. Sure. Children are the happiest people on the planet. They are. Okay? They are. And you should take a cue out of their page. Because isn't happiness what it's really all about? I, I, I've read some reviews that are like slamming the movie. They're like, they're like, I was laughing at this shit but not enjoying myself. <laughs> yeah, it was a guilty laughter. Yeah, and, and I'm and No, like, fucking laughter's laughter, bitch. There was one guy who was like, who said, I laughed so much more in this movie than in the first one, but this one doesn't live up to the predecessor. Right. Now, look, <laughs> the first one's my movie, too, and that's fucking great, but I'm reading, I'm trying to make sense out of that Shit, statement. Don't stop. Just stop making sense, Lonnie. You know what? We're dwelling too much on these. Fuck these guys, right? Because fuck these guys. Because there's some positive reviews, too. Well, there are. But the next day, right, we went to bed. We were like, fuck, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, literally, I went to bed. I had thought in my mind what I knew was going to happen, and then that Thursday... It was like, oh, holy fuck, we're going to underperform. And then Friday morning, we woke up, and the numbers started rolling in. Yeah. Like, Jay and I did a radio tour, and you guys went and did, like, an ESPN thing or something, or yeah. somebody did. And, and then we started getting the numbers. Yeah. And they were big. Like, they were big. Yeah. We were like, holy shit. And we ended up, on that Friday, being the top movie in the country. Yeah. And made $8 bucks on that first day. Yeah. Which was shocking to us, because, you know... We didn't. I mean, we came through this opening week and we made fifteen million bucks, and that's a home run to us because well, of what the movie cost and what it was projected to make six million dollars. It goes. It goes back to the the original assessment done by the studios and the financiers. Hey, the audience isn't out there, and then we had the crowdfunding campaign, and the crowdfunders showed up in such a huge way that both the studio and the financiers felt, yes, I think that audience is still out there. And then for them to proje- for it to get projected so low, six. Yeah. Five and a half to six and a half million dollars, less than the original made opening weekend, was just as heartening because sometimes, I mean, they know these things. They've got numbers to back it up. Yeah. And, but we and we've s- been there before. We've gotten those projections, and the projections were right. Yeah. So this time you're like, fuck. No, we were sitting there. We were, you know, we were having a conversation at dinner several times. Like, you know, the the movie sold six million copies on DVD in the first couple of years alone. Yeah. We know it's only grown since then. How could this movie not? Make as much as the first one in the theater sure. is confounding to Nobody us. Nobody wants to go, um, and, and yeah. then it didn't. But it, it, it was fine. And you know, there's something, there's something nice about having low expectations because <laughs> then everything's a success. Yeah. Well, then, then it was. I mean, then we were riding high the next day. But there was, there was something else that happened um, in all of this madness and all the negative reviews. Is we got one very critical, great review. Oh yeah, we got the New York Times. Sure, critics. Pick. Yeah, we always uh, wanted to get a little to the point where you know what we put a little New York Times uh, joke in the movie itself. Yeah, uh, there's a scene where we talk about A.O. Scott, who's a longtime reviewer for the New York Times, long-time, figuring that maybe he'd review us. Hater of Broken Lizard, longtime first. hater of Broken Lizard, and we put a joke about him in the movie, and uh, and then sure enough, the New York Times comes back with a great review from yeah. Glenn Kenny and the critics' pick, which. I, I didn't realize it, but so many people, like, my best friend's wife's parents emailed me. Yeah. And, you know, saying, like, hey, we're going to go see your movie now. <laughs> but this is, uh, I had stop, a number wait, of my friend's parents. Stop it, though. Now you're giving these guys credence. Huh? These reviewers. You Listen, I, I, you, you know, the New York credence. Times is my, is my family paper. <laughs> so my dad, my dad called me up. Yeah. And, and he was like, hey, Steven, have you seen this? Uh, the New York Times review is fantastic. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, we, we just heard about it. He's like, this this is really something. <laughs> you finally made it now? Well, you know, he's always... Uh, you have now uh, achieved success, my son. Finally, a movie I can bring my friends to. Mio, I love you. I have never told you this <laughs> in your entire life, but I love you. Finally. Come, I'm going to introduce you to Thank Jerry Davino again. <laughs> no, but it's, the funny thing is, is that like... You've got all these other periodicals, all these yeah. other reviewers and everything. And it's like, 
the New York Times hooks you up with the critics pick, you're like, hey, hey. assholes, hey. check this one out. <laughs> we got the critics pick. But and that, what if the New York Times had not hooked us up? Then what? <laughs> uh, I don't Which know. is much more likely it, that it wouldn't have. It is much more likely. Yeah. It is much more likely. We're not to... Uh, yeah, what are you do? Reviewer. But whatever. Uh, those numbers started rolling in, and we knew we had a good weekend because uh, that Friday, I mean, it really is. I'll give Fox credit. That 420 date, uh, I wasn't sure if it really was going to deliver, and it ended up being a holiday day. Like, it ended up being like a staggering amount of people who skipped work and got high and went to see this movie. Right. Well, it's funny because, so, like, we woke up in the morning, and the, you know, the, the, the Fox person that I had been with, the night before at this at the double feature, yeah, who was upset about the numbers, and I had done the math and said like, look, it's if you if sixty people per theater all day show up, that's six hundred thousand dollars. You get one hundred twenty people per theater all day. We're going to be over a million dollars for the Thursday night thing. And sure enough, the next morning, I made got into the the car and, and that executive was sitting there, and I we exchanged eyes. And a smile sure. broke across that executive's face That's as right. I nodded cockily, as I am wont to do. And I was like, you but see? you were scared. You didn't know. Oh, I was terrified. We the were all weekend. terrified. I was terrified on Saturday. Yeah. Because the studio was like, expect a dip. Yeah. Expect a dip. And sure enough, the dip came. And there was a dip, but that's because this Friday was so overwhelming, you know? Yeah. And, you know, the, like there was some... It is true. We were on 2,000 screens. All the other movies are on 35 to Which I think is people need to understand, you know... Uh, there are different things like like normally they'll report you know your box office performance as that big figure right so number one at the box office this week and number two at the box office number three but the difference is uh, a lot of these studios they'll look at a per screen average and so basically we were in fifteen hundred theaters less but we made x amount more per screen. and so it's looked at as an even bigger success because it means you're filling up your theaters. And that's why they're expanding our theaters this week. Yeah. yeah. Per screen average, yeah. we were the highest for the weekend. It is, it's funny, too, because it's like, you know, I, I I was watching, you know, Amy Schumer was the other film that we were opening up against. And I was watching her, you know, I mean, look, obviously we, we want to beat whatever films we're opening up against. But, like, I was watching her get ripped apart, too, yeah. by critics and people like, and, uh, you it's know. It's terrible, those Well, people. it's like, I'm just thinking about her. Yeah. And, like. You know, people don't realize, like, we are still... These reviewers don't realize we're still people. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we put our hearts into this shit. Oh, yeah, we worked for years on this shit. Yeah, and... And, and you might not like it, but it doesn't mean I didn't work hard at it. Well, it's, it's like... <laughs> isn't what but we're you doing... you be a dick. Isn't the whole point of what we're doing right now... The message we've, we've always sent is there's nothing mean-spirited. And isn't the whole... Yeah. Isn't part of what is going on in the world right now is to stop this, like, let's stop picking on people... Yeah. ...and shaming people and... Being mean to people, and yet you watch these things that are so vitriolic. Sure. So much toxic venom. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? That's a, a person who's just trying to make people laugh, and if it's not funny, so what? Yeah. But, and if you don't like it, you can say that, but you don't have to be a dick about be, it. Yeah, you don't have to go the extra mile and be a fucking asshole and talk about the way people look and shit like that. Like so many of oh, those are views of Amy Schumer. I mean, it's like, you know, fuck those people. Yeah. Cruel shit. And telling write. us that we look old and we have paunches. <laughs> Frankly, I was like, actually. I'll tell you what, I've had a paunch since I was eight years old, so go fuck yourself. Yeah. And the, I've been the 250 pounds since I was eight years old, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking fat shamer. <laughs> fuck you. Um, but anyway, uh, we came out of the weekend. It was a great weekend. Uh, thanks to you guys out there. And. Um, Man, uh, it was it was shocking, and I think the studio was shocked, and the investors were shocked, and, and we came out of that into Monday, and everyone was just excited, just yeah. pumped up. Yeah. And they expanded our screens, and we, we've made some good dough each day this week, and now they're going to go into this weekend, and hopefully we're going to take down the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, we're going to take down the Avengers. But, but listen, while all that was going on, yeah, uh, w- one of the packages that we sold... For our Indiegogo campaign was um, autographed Super Troopers 1 and Super Troopers 2 posters. That's right. And so uh, apparently 3,500 of you bought that perk. Right. And so we signed 
over the last 48 hours, we signed 7,000 posters. Yeah, holy shit. It and was rough. Holy I, I mean, shit. it's funny because we were riding high on our laurels, and we were like, uh, hey, guys, we did it. And then, and then, you know, we got knocked down a peg. Remember who you are. Remember where you came from. Remember, Remember how you got there. who made you. Remember who made you. I, I, was, I was glad. And so we camped at my house, and for about 22 hours... We signed posters for twenty two hours. We did like a ten hour day and then a twelve hour day. Yeah, and it, but it was two. It was twofold. It was twofold because like, uh, not only did it help to keep our feet on the ground, but also in the tour leading up to this thing, we've always we had that release date looming, looming at the end of it, and we were all stressed out. We, you know, secretly or not so secretly, we were all kind of, you know, confessing about the anxiety of this thing. With that behind us, this was a chance we had. Signing these posters was a chance we had to just chill with each other for 22 hours. Yep. And have some beers and have some laughs and, you know, just bond with each other, yeah. reflect upon the time that's gone by. Although we said, imagine if the movie had bombed and we would still have to sit at that table for 22 hours. Oh, man. That would have been a fucking funeral. That would have been a fucking dirge. Yeah. I would have hung <laughs> myself. At least we had the luxury of signing all those posters for 22 hours and being in good spirits. I would have given myself one massive paper cut right across my <laughs> the wrist. Neck. Right after my, across my wrist. Um, so anyway, the upshot of that is, Indiegogo backers, if you got that package, we uh, are... Uh, well, Chandra Sekar has not finished So it, here's of course. what happened. Of course. Chandra, Chandra Sekar didn't show up. <laughs> he the, took a job in New York. Uh, while we were in New York, decided to stay a couple extra days. And uh, which undermined our our plan to all sign posters together. So. Yeah, so the four of us signed posters together, yeah. and uh, now there's 7,000 posters in Kevin's backyard. Yeah, which chair secretary was here by himself today. Yeah. He's We're fine. sitting here laughing it up. He's out there fucking signing posters. It's funny because <laughs> at one point he, like, he picked up a stack. I think he wanted my help with it, and yeah. I didn't offer it. <laughs> I, just, I saw that because, you know, he took a stack into his car going home, Yeah, and I was just standing there. Just not paying attention to him. I was just, you know, yeah. No, you were letting him care. You were testing the water (laughs) in your swimming pool, (laughs) and I knew he was behind me, looking at me. And I got up. I was like, "How warm is it?" I walked over to you, (laughs) right? And then he uh, he was carrying him out there. That's why I just give a little little something, something. But anyway, he's signing him now, and so um, Indiegogo people who got those packages is coming soon. Nice posters. God, that poster's a good looking. Really nice poster. That eagle poster. So Oof. good. It's a good looking poster. So good. Um, all right. So uh you so guys, poster signing. You guys great. are the best. Yeah. Thank you so much for everyone for the support. In the UK, the movie's coming out there July fifteenth. June fifteenth. I mean June fifteenth. June fifteenth in the UK. It came out in Australia this this same weekend. They it just did came a out great in Australia, business. New, New Zealand. Um, um and then various dates in other countries in between all that. Yeah. Um, but uh, from the bottom of our hearts, yeah. True Crew. True Crew. We thank you. Thank you so especially much. Especially if you've seen the movie. Especially if you contributed to our Indiegogo. <laughs> and for the rest of you, we'll see you at the theaters this weekend. That's right. Let's go. Get out there and see it. You, you make a difference. Believe it or not, you make a difference. You know what? Like, uh, we were projected, we were estimated. As of Saturday, they had estimated, re-estimated at uh, $14.7 million. Okay. I put out a tweet saying, come on. Okay. Let's go. We need 300000 more dollars. And you right. know what? We got to 15.2. So oh, yeah. that was me and the true crew. Way to go. Way to go, true crew. Um, no, greatly appreciated. Um, and uh, we can get back into some... You know, we can get Coxie on this podcast. We should get now Coxie we talked on this about podcast. Him. We have people to get on this podcast. We'll work on it. Now uh, we're hoping that things calm down We a should get bit. Gaffigan and Sean... Let's get them all on. Yeah. Let's get them all on. Um, all right. What are you going to eat on the way out? I am going to eat a peanut butter cookie. Ooh. Okay. Because I ate so many peanut butter cookies yesterday. I bought those peanut butter cookies, and there were, there were still two left, and I couldn't bring myself to eat them. It was funny because they were, um, like, you know, Soder has been so vigilant on his diet. Yeah. And uh, we had Taco Bell for lunch yesterday, all of us. We did. We were all sitting around the table signing in my backyard. We had Taco Bell. We were drinking beers. Yeah. Two days straight drinking beers. Yeah. It was funny because I put the beer into the cooler, and I was like, ah, guys, probably won't be drinking during the day and whatever. And 
the beers were flying out of that cooler oh, two man. days in a row. Oh, well, that's the only thing you can do. I mean, you're just like, <laughs> you know, at some point you're just you're seeing the black dog like sure. Patrick Swayze. Sure. And so uh, they were cold, they were icy. But yeah, so so apparently the Taco Bell was the gateway drug for soda because then like what is cookie? Well, the Taco Bell he 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 oh he referred back to the Taco Bell as the moment where he said like oh fuck it I'm just gonna have a day okay. And he tucked into those peanut butter cookies like I have never seen a man do it before. And like, and he did it the funny way, uh-huh. where he'd reach in, he'd break off a little piece. Right, it. right. I don't like that. And then a minute later, he'd go back and get the rest of that cookie. <laughs> sure. Which like maybe somebody else wants half. Maybe somebody else wants half. Yeah. Well, Stolhansky was like at one point, were you there on this first beer. He's like, no. The first beer of the day. He's like, anybody want to split a beer? Who said that? Stolhansky. No. And I was like, you want to split a beer? That's Shut. Somebody, that's Here, somebody says it was white. I'll give you a full one. How about that? And you can just finish it. You want to split a beer? Yeah. I wasn't there for that. I'm glad I wasn't there for yeah, that. What are you going to do? Son of a bitch. What are you going to do? Listen, he's okay. just an old man. He just is. Yeah. All right. And, so, and Soder's eating cookies. Okay. I had um, some cookies, too. I had a bunch. Yeah, I, had I had a couple I cookies, too. I had a couple cookies, too. They were delicious. Yourself. Yeah, some of those beers. Um, okay. All right. What am I going to eat? Oh, you know what? In honor of the... Uh, the film industry, and in honor of the reviewers, mm-hmm. I'm going to eat some crow. Oh. What's up? What's up? What's up, guys? But you don't have to eat crow. Well, just like I'm not really going to eat crow, but like oh. I'm just throwing it out there. Should I them. eat some humble pie? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> now, look at us. We're being fucking assholes. No, I don't. I tell my kids, don't brag, man. No, you don't brag. And honestly. Because you know what? Two weeks from now, we'll, what have you done for me lately? The industry will have moved on. Folks. The Avengers will be the top movie in the history of the world, and you'll be yesterday's news. Folks, if you're religious, pray for us. If you're not, uh, just keep us in your thoughts. (laughs) If we don't set anything up within the next week or two. (laughs) We're done. We're done. (laughs) (laughs) We'll keep everybody posted. We're done. Um, On that note. All right. All right, Chew Crew, thank you so much again, and um, we'll talk to you guys next week. You know what I'm going to chew? I'm going to chew the crew. Chew crew? I'm going to chew the chew crew. Okay, Folks, good. I'm putting y'all in my mouth, and I'm chewing you up, and you know what? Love you it. taste delicious. I love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. All right, chew crew. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>